Hey friends and trash pandas, welcome to Trashy Divorces, midweek episode, Trashy Breakups, I'm Alicia. My name's Stacy, and it's really more like a trashy getting back together. Reunited this week. Stacy, you're going to take us through the previous Trashy Breakup travails as we celebrate the nuptials of Ben and Jen reunited. It's quite the story. Also, both of these people are Leos, and I heard from a little bird that it is officially Leo it season. It is officially Leo season. Happy birthday, J-Lo, who mm -hmm. has the birthday of July the 24th. Congratulations. Happy, happy to you. That same July 24th birthday is shared by one of my favorite Leos, Zelda Sarah Fitzgerald. Mm. She'll always be my favorite Leo. Well, besides myself, I'm in my Leo season as well. Yep. On our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion page, I did do a, it's Leo season. So I have a few extra shout outs to give for some of our Leos. Peggy and Brandy and Christine and Meredith, happy Leo season. Danielle, your mama, we're remembering her, happy Leo season. I want to give a special shout out to Gretchen as well for the sweet, sweet email. Happy birthday to all Leos. It is time to shine. Congratulations on the coincidental timing of your birth. <laughs> really accomplished a lot there, Leos. We want to hear you roar I know, this the, month. The, all, all the other signs just sort of sit back and, and stare as Leos. Pecky had a good comment to my posting this Leo season. Pecky said, rolls eyes in Virgo. Mm -hmm. So I that's, think that's maybe how a lot of the other it is. astrological wheel feels. But happy Leo season to celebrate Leo season. Stacy. I'm going to turn it over to you Thanks. for your reunited story today. Ben and Jen, together again. Well, friends, it has finally, finally happened. Two trashy divorces profilees who are exes of each other have finally put the past behind them and tied the knot. Huzzah! Mazel! That's, that's right. Nearly two decades after being the most watched romantic spectacle on the planet, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck had a late night trot down the aisle at the little white chapel in Las Vegas just after midnight on July 17th. It was a culmination of sorts. And while there were jokes across the internet about how we had somehow now reset the timeline back to 2002 so we can do it right this time, <laughs> I will admit to having some kind of fond feeling about people reconnecting decades later and realizing that there is still something there. We're a little bit in danger of repeating stuff from earlier episodes in this edition of Trashy Get Back Togethers, but it's actually been more than two years since we profiled Ben following his split from Jennifer Garner and then J-Lo, who at the time was joined at the hip to former New York Yankees star Alex Rodriguez. And it is season 15. This is our summertime of surprises <laughs> for our Wednesday episode. So I think you're right on time. Awesome. Yeah. Just like Ben and Jen. Yeah, back then, Ben was newly in a relationship with actress Ana de Armas that probably made the scary months of 2020 a little happier for both of them, but that ended in early 2021. So let's meet our two young lovers. Okay, one young lover. It just turns out that J-Lo stubbornly refuses to age and get them to their first time around as quickly as possible. Jennifer Lynn Lopez was born July 24th, 1969. Happy birthday. In the Bronx, and... Not sure if you heard, it's Leo season. Is it Leo season? Yay! Wow. And while her Puerto Rican family wasn't rich, they prioritized their three daughters. At the age of five, J-Lo began taking lessons in singing and dancing, and she was a gifted student athlete at school. She's a very driven person. Like, she... That, that is quite clear in kind of all things. 
She showed a real determination and stick-to-itiveness from an early age, and while still in high school, earned a role in an indie movie called My Little Girl. She was absolutely hooked on acting and performing, to the point that she moved out of her parents' home because they were not sufficiently supportive of her dream. She acted in theater productions in New York and worked as a dancer. New Kids on the Block was a big break for her. Arriving in Los Angeles in 1991 as a fly girl on the TV show In Living Color. Fame did not arrive for her overnight, but when she starred as the slain Tejano star Selena in her 1997 biopic, everyone in Hollywood and the viewing public took notice. It was the same year that she married for the first time, although that didn't last. She's been married three times before last week's impulsive romp down the aisle. The longest was roughly a decade with singer Mark Anthony, with whom she has twins. I'm going to let Jennifer herself explain all of that. This is from a YouTube video of hers. I've been married three times. Once was nine months and once was 11 months, so I don't really count those. (laughs) Perfect. I was very young the first two times I tried to get married. I'm saying tried to get married. It seems like in this life, you're always surrounded by people, so you're never lonely, but it's very lonely. So you always want somebody with you. So I felt like if I got married, then I would always have somebody, but that's not how life works. That's not how it goes. A bad reason to get married. Not the right one. The wrong one. The right one is when you find somebody who makes you better. Oh, well, that's nice. And obviously this predates the current week. This Right. <laughs> yeah. Marriage number one was to a guy named Ojani Noah. Number two was to a dancer and now choreographer Chris Judd, whom she unfortunately married in 2001. I say unfortunately because that is the same year that she co-starred alongside the second half of this circuitous romantic journey, Ben Affleck, in their box office catastrophe, Geely. Oh, I'd forgotten all about Geely. Oh. Ben Affleck joined the world on August 15th, 1972, also a Leo. Is it Leo season, Alicia? I've heard that it is Mm. actually Leo season. And his childhood was far from perfect. His mom, who had been one of the original freedom riders in the civil rights era, was a school teacher, while dad did various jobs to support the family, then to support the family and his drinking. And by the time Ben was 10 or 11, dad was really just supporting his drinking habit. Mm, That's tough. Yeah, the parents divorced. And after many more struggle years, his dad did eventually find sobriety and mend his relationship with his sons. Oh, good. Ben got his first acting gig at the tender age of seven. He was a child star. He wasn't a child star, Mm -hmm. but he was a child actor. Later appeared in stuff like after-school specials, commercials, made-for-TV movies, PBS children's show about science, I think, for, like, fourth graders or something. Anyway. At 18, having been thoroughly uninspired by high school... He headed to Los Angeles with a dream in his heart. He had a long string of utterly forgettable parts, often being cast as troubled young athletes because he's a pretty big dude. But it was in Kevin Smith's 1995 film Mallrats that Ben's career began to start looking up. And hey, congrats to Kevin Smith. Just released Clerks 3. Right. We're going to have to get on. Yep. He and Kevin became friends, and soon enough, Kevin had an incredible part for Ben Affleck the male lead in 1997's Chasing Amy. It was a breakout role, but it was also a breakout year for Ben Affleck and his friend and writing partner, and I think they met when they were eight, Matt Damon. 1997 was the year that Good Will Hunting, co-written by the pair, became box office gold, and Ben became the youngest writer to ever win an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay at the age of just 25. Oh, and this all connects back to Mini Driver and... 
Matt Damon from <laughs> oh, many yeah. weeks ago. Spider well, webs, spider they're webs. everywhere. Things were sure looking up for young Ben, particularly alongside his new girlfriend, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, God, I forgot about spider that. Spider webs. A relationship that lasted until about 2000. Film-wise, he closed out the 90s and welcomed the 2000s with roles in films like Armageddon, Shakespeare in Love, Reindeer Games, Pearl Harbor, and The Sum of All Fears, to name just a few. And while Armageddon was a legitimate disaster movie, it was 2003's Geely that was the real disaster of the era. It was on set the end of 01, early 02, that Ben and Jen met, prompting a June 2002 divorce filing from Jen's second husband, Chris Judd, less than a year into it. By November, Ben had popped the question with a 6.1 carat pink diamond solitaire custom designed by none other than Harry Winston. It was a pretty, pretty ring. It was. Everything they did was tabloid fodder. There were paparazzi aggressively pursuing them everywhere they traveled. JLo's music video for Jenny from the Block included Ben and some apparently heavy PDA. I don't actually remember, but... And in 03, they even tried another movie together. Jersey Girl did not kill at the box office. Jersey Girl died at the box Aww. office. I don't know what it is with them. They cannot be in movies together that work, apparently. In September of 2003, the couple had planned to wed at Ben's 87-acre estate outside of Savannah, Georgia. But just days before the ceremony, Ben, complaining that he was overexposed and burned out after being J-Lo's boy toy for more than a year, called the ceremony off. Actually, it was probably a mutual. They tried to scold. They were going to hire fake brides oh. to distract the okay. paparazzi. Like, sure. And they decided that actually the situation had become kind of untenable and irrational. Like, that, that is not what you should be worried about when you're about to get married. So additionally, you have a fun personal anecdote about that particular state down in South Georgia that you get into on Dumpster Dive this week. Yes, over on Patreon, yeah. So Ben and Jen were still technically a couple, but not for much longer. And in January of 2004... Statements were issued to the media announcing the end of Benefer. Oh. An ending that it turns out would ultimately be temporary, although, you know, long. Okay, here I think we should take a quick break, hear from some sponsors, and then we're going to come back with the rest of the story. See you on the flip. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. 
You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, Stacy, what happens? Jennifer was heartbroken, but she wasted no time in moving on. She rushed into the arms of Mark Anthony, who had been a friend for many years. They'd collaborated on some projects. And the two were married in June, just five months after wow, that's fast. the conclusion of Benefer. She wrote in her 2014 memoir, she was mentioning that she didn't drink or do drugs. So, quote, my way of anesthetizing the pain was different. I sought out comfort in another person, tried to find someone who could make me feel loved and wanted in my loneliest hour. Thinking back, maybe deep down, I knew that this was a Band-Aid on the cut, that my wound hadn't been stitched or healed. But I pushed all that to the back of my mind. Because life takes unpredictable twists and turns, right? And you've just got to go with what you feel is best in the moment. So... This worked for a while, but in 2011, they started splitting up. They weren't in a big rush to split up, but, but split up they did. The divorce wasn't finalized until 2014, and it seems to have been pretty amicable and like genuinely heartbreaking for all involved because they have two kids together. Jennifer had apparently put off having kids until she thought that she was in her forever relationship. So on top of the breakup wounds that, you know, one would have... She seems also to have taken the opportunity to beat herself up for being a bad mom on top of all uh, of that. And to be clear, I'm not suggesting that she's a bad mom. No. I'm suggesting that she gave herself a good guilt trip on that front, which also is probably pretty common. I mean, how many people do, though? I, I, so it, it's the it's most understandable feeling ever. Probably close to universal. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, feeling pretty thrashed by the tabloid attention and in a bit of a slump with his career, backed away from the spotlight for a while after he and J-Lo broke up. Luckily, his buddy Jennifer Garner, who he had starred in uh, Pearl Harbor and Daredevil with, magically was going through her own divorce around the time that Ben and the other Jen split, and the two began quietly dating. I do privately wonder if Ben Affleck is bad with names. So he just, no. So the dating was very, very quiet. He was still dealing with a pretty bad sunburn from all of the camera flashes that came his way during his time with J-Lo. So Jennifer Garner would head to big Hollywood events solo, you know, tromping down the red carpet. And then Ben would meet up with her later at the after party, free from the prying eyes of the press. So Jen was busy with her TV series, alias Jen Garner, this is as well as really fun movies like 13 Going on 30. So if Ben was looking to take a break, he could reasonably just sit back and watch his girlfriend's star rise. They got engaged in 2005. Another Harry Winston ring. Why not? The guy does have good taste in jewelry. Yeah. And on June 29th, they were secretly married in the most private ceremony either could envision on the islands of Turks and Caicos, their officiant, the actor Victor Garber, and his husband were the only other people 
there. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty quiet. Yeah. Respect. I mean... 100%. By the time Jen Garner appeared in the sleeper hit of 07, Juno, and Ben directed the extremely well-received Gone Baby Gone the same year, they had had their first of three children. His success as a director opened additional opportunities for it, so in 2010, he directed The Town, which would unfortunately lead to some later rumors that he spent the shoot flirting with actress Blake Lively. Oh, no. These are rumors. I don't believe they're confirmed. In 2012, he directed Argo, which won him a Best Director Award at the Golden Globes, BAFTA, and the Directors Guild of America, although the Oscars totally snubbed him while awarding the film as Best Picture. Somewhat tragically, in Ben's acceptance speech for the Best Picture Academy Award, he rambled briefly to his wife, quote, I want to thank you for working on marriage for 10 Christmases. Aww. It's good. It is work, but it's the best kind of work, and there's no one I'd rather work with. Making it sound fun, Ben. Sell it. (laughs) What's that sacrament again? What? Marriage. It's a chore. (laughs) Bunch of work. I mean, he's not wrong. I just don't know if the acceptance speech on a stage is the right time to talk about the amount of work you put into your marriage, but do continue. Stacy. So this is where we move the story of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner into the, quote, it is near, unquote, section, because maybe the following year, or maybe 2014, he started seeing a talent booker for Saturday Night Live in New York, and she was married, too. This is how we covered this bit of rumor-mongering back in 2020, although it is official that he and the booker were dating. Anyway... One story has it that Jen found text messages between the pair and Mm. confronted Ben and or the girlfriend about the affair, Mm. but on it went. Another story, and I find this one particularly trashy, is that Jen was finally driven to expose the affair to the girlfriend's husband, who worked on the Seth Meyers show. Basically, Jen had an appearance on the show and then pulled the guy aside afterward like, hey, buddy, I don't know if you know, but here are some screen grabs of text messages our spouses have been exchanging. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, those two are also divorced now, by the way. Then there was the 2015 shocker, Nannygate. Hollywood guys have a lot of Nannygates, by the way, so this has been Affleck's Nannygate <laughs> featuring Tom Brady. Oh, my Basically, in early 2015, Ben and Jennifer Garner hired a nanny whose resume included earlier work for Neil Patrick Harris and his husband, David Burtka. That June, the family with the nanny in tow headed to the Bahamas, and after a week or so, Ben hops onto his friend Tom Brady's private plane to fly to Vegas for a poker tournament with the nanny. Nope, you can't do that. While the kids she nannies for were hanging out with mom at the beach house in the Bahamas. Oh, no. Worse, the nanny apparently made a bit of a spectacle of it all by keeping Instagram fully apprised of her big adventure, including photographing herself with Tom's giant Super Bowl rings on her fingers. Yikes. Stunner, the nanny was fired. (laughs) And on June 30th, one day past their 10th anniversary, Ben and Jen announced they were divorcing. Which sent them both deep into relationship work. I don't think either wanted to divorce. Like... I mean, it's not the goal when you get married. Yeah, Yeah, they tried. So this may have culminated in a March 2017 stay in rehab for Ben, where he was trying to liberate himself from his probably genetic tendency toward alcoholism. He'd be back in rehab in late 2018. And though Ben had been seeing other people 
sort of publicly, Jen was fully supportive of his efforts to find sobriety. Again, they've got three kids. He lived in uh, he lived on the in the guest house on on their property. Jen for... Garner reads to dogs. Tell me she's not she's just a kind, absolutely and nice amazing human being. Mm-hmm. So by the time he came out of rehab in 2018, it seems like they had kind of made their peace with needing to actually sign the documents and end the marriage. I mean, they just couldn't quite get on the same page with each other at that point, and I don't know. As noted, he spent most of 2020 dating Ana de Armas, a relationship that ended at the start of 2021. And wouldn't you know it, there was another pair of lovebirds whose relationship tanked in early 2021. (gasps) Who could it be? Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. Yes, they had been a couple since early 2017. They became engaged in 2019 in the Bahamas. What? Where Nannygate started. But their wedding plans ran straight into the COVID-19 pandemic. At least that was the story. That they had big, big, big plans. But we can't possibly get all of our people together. Apparently the nail in the coffin of J-Rod happened in late 2020 or early 2021 when Jennifer headed to the Dominican Republic to work on the movie Shotgun Wedding. Alex stayed stateside and became embroiled in, what else, a reality TV scandal. One of the cast members of Bravo's Southern Charm, Madison LaCroix, mentioned on camera that she and A-Rod had been FaceTiming, which turned into a big internet brouhaha about whether Alex was cheating on Jennifer Everyone involved denied that anything physical had happened, given that Madison and Alex had apparently never met in person. But that does seem to leave a lot of wiggle room for, you know, other types of stuff. Obviously, Jennifer Lopez caught wind of all of this. And a month or so later, realized that her trust was broken enough to indicate that it was time for her to move on. Yeah, don't mess with the Leo. It's a bad idea. Meanwhile, it's important to keep in mind that Ben and Jennifer Lopez had, to some degree or another, kept in touch over the years and seemed quite warm to each other in the press. In 2016, Jennifer told People TV, We just happened to be together at the birth of the tabloids, and it was like, oh my god, it was just a lot of pressure. I think different time, different thing, who knows what could have happened, but there was genuine love there. Oh, you could have been the one. It's It was 2016 she mm-hmm. said that? Yep. Aww. In 2020, Ben told the New York Times, Affleck said Lopez should have received an Oscar nod for her work in Hustlers, quote, she should have been nominated. She's the real thing. I keep in touch periodically with her and have a lot of respect for her. How awesome is it that she had her biggest hit movie at 50? That's fucking baller. Following her breakup from A-Rod and his breakup from Anna, apparently they sat down and had a very candid conversation about who each of them were and what they want out of life from their 2021 vantage point. And the next thing anyone knew, they were vacationing together in Montana and then photographed canoodling together for months until a source... I mean, it just warms my little middle-aged heart. I mean, a little bit. Like, I scoffed at first. I thought it was a publicity stunt at first, but clearly not. Unless they're really committed to the bit. (laughs) All right, so a source told Us Weekly in July of last year that they were house hunting together. Apparently, they put down an offer on a $50 million Bel Air estate with four kitchens. Why do you need four kitchens? Well, there's a public kitchen 
I can't clean one kitchen. No what would you do with four? No kidding. Anyway, this deal did not work out. Uh, escrow failed or something. Anyway, they, I think, are still house hunting. They hopped over to France at the end of the month to celebrate Jennifer's 52nd birthday. And the following month, Jennifer treated her twins and Ben's older two daughters to a performance of Hamilton in Los Angeles. Very a nice. Very good gift. Very expensive gift, I'm sure. Not long after that, Ben and Jen were smiling together on red carpets as his movie The Last Duel premiered. Good movie, too. Months later, they repeated it for the premiere of her movie, Marry Me. Nothing subliminal there. There were also sweet-seeming reports of Ben, J-Lo, and Jen Garner trick-or-treating together with their kids last fall. It seems like everyone is doing Some the very grown-up thing. Some very healthy adult behavior, especially with kids involved that mm-hmm. you love and care about. That's yep. fantastic. In April of this year, they were engaged again, this time with a giant green diamond ring. No word on whether it was Harry Winston again. And in <laughs> July, reportedly on a bit of a whim, they headed to Vegas and got hitched, with Jennifer releasing a statement that read in part, We did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. And it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. They are apparently planning a big celebration of things later this summer, at that 87-acre Georgia estate, but this week they've been enjoying Paris together with four of their kids. Shout out to the media, too. I've read a bunch of pieces about their adventures in France, and I have not seen a single photo yet that includes the kids. But I have seen Ben snoring on the deck of the boat. No kidding. Not a graceful sleeper, that one. (laughs) Ben and Jen Garner forcefully took on paparazzi and the publication of celebrities' children during their marriage, like they testified to the California State Assembly. They were trying to get legislation to, like, prevent... Protect kids. To protect kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it seems like a lot of photo editors have decided to respect their feelings on that. So good for everyone there. Even A-Rod had nice things to say. His people put out a statement. He's happy for her and happy that she's with the person she's meant to be with. He's in a new relationship now and is happy as well. He's traveling all over and living his best life. He's really focused on family, his career, and what he's got going on. His relationship with Jennifer ended a while ago. He's made peace with how things ended. He respects her and truly wishes her nothing but the best. That's lovely. Yeah. And there it is, our first ever trashy getting back together. Look, (laughs) cynicism is easy, and I won't say I didn't groan when I learned that they had tied the knot. But why yuck their yum? Two decades and five children lend a lot of perspective on life. So all the best to Ben and Jennifer Lynn Affleck, newly minted. May we never need to cover you again. I'm a tremendous fan of the yum. Yeah. That sort of warms your heart that, you know, mm-hmm. what is meant to be will absolutely be. If yeah. And the you timing. Trust and give it the time for yep. it to work out. Timing can be wrong. But anyway, again, yes, hopefully we never need to turn this podcast around and cover their trashy divorce. There's a little bit of trash candy magic in the realm of we can all believe in love. A little bit of a twist this week in Trashy Breakups. It's Trashy Reunited. Yep. Thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in. Stacy. well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, all of y'all, for supporting us and... Telling your friends about trashy divorces and leaving your nice reviews and sending us your awesome emails. We love y'all so much. Y'all are the magic behind this trashy machine. We're going to see you again on Sunday for a brand new Hall of Fame inductee. And until we meet again then, my darlings, 
Keep your hands clean, friends. Keep your hearts trashy. Believe in love. (laughs) Until the bitter end. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week, friends. We'll see you Sunday. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear want to advertise with us reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information and last but not least come play with us on social media i keep most of our trashy divorces instagram hopping stacy and i share it up over on facebook including our trashy divorces podcast discussion group come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening keep it trashy y'all